Hey there, it's Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on our way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with stories. Today on Our Hockey Life, we are joined by Jenna Torres, a good friend to both of us. She was our teammate in Phoenix, a mom to two kids, one fierce little cheerleader, and one natural athlete. And she's also the wife of notorious Rafi Torres. Rafi played in 635 NHL games over 15 years and played on 11 different pro teams. He also happens to be known for his historical NHL suspension. Jenna is one of the most colorful hockey wives we have ever met. Her frank demeanor is super refreshing. She can always be trusted to say what everyone is thinking, but at the same time, shock you with her sweetness and loyalty. Jenna, we are so happy to be chatting with you today. Thanks for coming on. Jenna. Hi, God. Oh, my God. That was like the sweetest thing anyone's ever said about me in one sentence. Really? Uh, no way. Oh, well, you're all cute. of that and more. Oh, thanks, guys. I feel the same about you guys. And I can't believe you want me on this show, but it sounds fun. Oh, my God, because we love you. We love you. And you're a great storyteller. And you're, I don't know, you're just you. And it's great. We love it. One of a kind. So where, where are you right now? I am upstairs in my room, hiding from my two kids. <laughs> Outside Toronto. Outside Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and so how many years have you been home now? So I think this is actually our third full year. Right. And so did you retire there immediately or did you were you somewhere else? So he finished up in San Jose. Right. Um, bunch of ACL surgeries, staph infection, things went wrong. So we were doing a little bit of back and forth, but uh, we finished off in San Jose, came here, and we're both from here, so we are back for good. Cool. Did you did you always know that you would retire there, or did you have other thoughts? No, definitely not here. My plan was, I always thought, we'll come back, we're both from here, life's great. And then we came to Arizona, and we're like, okay, wait a second. We are definitely retiring in Scottsdale. Met you guys. I'm like, life is way too easy here. We had our son there. My kid's in a diaper. I'm like, okay, I could totally do this. No clothes. Life's easy. Then my husband has surgery, got staph infection. We got came back to Toronto for a visit, ended up staying here having more surgeries. And then our kids like fell in love with all their cousins and friends. And it was like impossible to not come back here after seeing them after a couple months, like, you know, just be with everybody and kind of the way we were raised. Right. Yeah. So we ended up coming back here feeling guilty and <laughs> we're back. We're cold. Yeah. We're back, so. Yeah. You can vacation anywhere though. I kind of love that. And it's funny because I feel like people don't realize how much, um, your kids sort of dictate where you end up a little bit. Yeah. I think hockey wives deserve awards. Like we sacrifice for the guys and then when they're done, we sacrifice for the kids. Like, this is not right. I, I can agree. Right. I agree with you. I deserve a ceremony for sure. I agree. I'll give you one. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's why we all wait. I give you both one once a year. <laughs> oh, sorry. Say yeah, that again. That's why we come to you. That, that's why we come to your retreat. We're like, okay, we need to get out of here. This is our like one weekend away. So, no. 
Exactly. And so speaking of your family, um, I mean, I know a little bit about your upbringing, but can you describe, um, you know, how you grew up? Yes. So my parents are both old school Italian, came from Italy. They came from the same little town, met in Toronto and found out they were from the same town back home, raised us. I was the youngest of four. And then um, we went to like this little town called Stouffville. And we ended up going to high school. Um, the only Catholic high school was actually like in another town. And we went there and that's where I met Rafi, who pretty much was raised the same way. A little town outside of Stovall. He was in Markham. And then um, same thing. He was the third of four. Just both came from big families. It was all about like hanging out with families and cousins, huge families. Met in high school. We're friends forever. Started dating and we're still here just old school raised, like, That's awesome. you know, just, I love that. Do you think that was, part of, was yeah. that part of the attraction? Do you think just that your family base and your family core, the two of you? You know what? I didn't know what to expect when I met his family. Cause I thought, okay, he's got a couple brothers, but when I met his, like he actually had his draft party when we were just starting to date mm-hmm. and it was like 200 people outside this driveway. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen a family bigger than mine. It was insane. So I think it was just like an instant. We had the same interests. We grew up the same way, same morals, same values. And I was like, okay, there's potential here. You're not just funny. There's potential. <laughs> totally. so, was that what first um, caught your eye then? His sense of humor or his to be, dashing? You know what? <laughs> oh, it, it must be all the above. <laughs> but I'll be honest. When we met, we actually had the same friends in high school. And I still remember going back to just we first started dating, like I knew he kind of liked me in high school and I thought it was kind of fun to mess with him. Like he would turn all red and I would talk to him. So I, I knew there was something there, but then it was funny because there were these kids that came out of like the special needs class. And I remember our one friend had a stupid joke and I was like, Oh, hey, what's up buddies? Like, and then he went up to them and was like, Hey guys, what's going on? And like actually went up to them and like made them feel good. And I was like, like that was the first anything I had towards him. And I was like, Oh, cute is that like he was just genuinely nice to people and that was like the first like oh feeling I had for him I love that that's like when the cool guy is also the sweetest guy that's well that's the thing right you look at him you're like this tattooed freak like big guy he looks mean he looks tough people even now they're like are you a fighter you look familiar and I'm like "Mm, not really he's a hockey player but he fought a little bit (laughs) but he just has that look like you don't you know like you guys know you met him you don't expect that other side of him right like he's known as even in the NHL he got the biggest suspensions I'm sure that'll come up (laughs) but like he had that image of being rough and all that and then it's like when you get to know him you're like she runs his show. He's just a big teddy bear. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so Jenna, one of the hardest things um, I find is how close that we get in the hockey world and we're around each other's kids all the time and stuff. And then all of a sudden that's kind of stripped from us. So, I mean, I watched you have um, Ty and we got so close to Caitlin and then now all of a sudden I feel like I don't know their personalities. And then, you know, I see, um, Ty, he's vacuuming in a Nemo costume. Like, and I'm just like, whose personalities like do your kids take after? Okay. I don't know how this is possible, but like I said, I came from four, Raf came from four and we were both the crazy one out of the four. No. We were the ones that were staying up late. We were the crazy ones jumping off the walls and we created two crazy children <laughs> who are just like us. Both of them so are? They are, both of them are like us. Like Ty is like a little more OCD. He likes things clean. Like that's me. But then Raph's got that trait too. Like we're both freaks and we created 
to athletic freaks. Hey, well, if they weren't like that, I'm sure the two of you would be like, whose kids are these? Yeah, they're these boring. are not our kids. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. It's, you couldn't you know, have boring my kids. My daughter, no, it's not. It just, I don't know. I thought Ty would be more calmer, but he's crazy too. So <laughs> definitely got two crazy kids that keep us busy. So you guys met in but, high school. Were you buddies then? Like, how did that? We were buddies. Yeah. And how did yeah, it change? Just buddies met, met in grade nine, just buddies. Oh you know, it was like little things about him I liked, you know, and then we ended up going to prom in the same limo with the same group of friends. He went with my best friend. I went with his best friend just as friends, but mm-hmm. all in the same limo. And then, yeah, it was just random. Like we just started talking random. Like it was just such a random thing to do. He, but he tells everybody. She waited till I signed my contract. Oh, oh my God. God. Ray says the exact same thing. <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> that. that. Actually, was... no, not the contract. He's like, you waited till I scored X amount of goals, till I led the league in scoring the WHL, and then you decided you wanted to date Well, me. yeah, like, like you what? wanted to be promising. So when did you <laughs> well, guys like, move well, in together then? Yeah. <laughs> so we actually, so we did the back and forth for years. We did the back and forth for years. My dad's like, you are not moving with no freaking, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Old school Italian, you're getting married. Then you get out of here. Like you're not going anywhere. So I was like, yeah, it's never going to work. We'll just date, you know, we'll see how it goes. And then he went to Edmonton. I think that's when he had, uh, it was his last year, I think on that contract, actually. I don't even remember. It was maybe second. So was, so was he drafted by Edmonton? Edmonton? Was he drafted? He was drafted by... No, so he got drafted by the Islanders. Okay. So he was up and down with Islanders, played his first NHL team there, but he was up and down with Connecticut. So it was only a one-hour drive. So our first trip ever to see his first NHL game and going all that was with his parents. We actually drove to New York and we watched his game. And then every time he got traded, it was like great because it was like an hour drive. So it didn't matter if we planned our trips around you know, the schedule because either place was both right there. Okay. So we would go and then, you know, most, you know, most HL teams are on like the other side of the U S or Canada, yeah, but these were, were literally an hour drive. Mm-hmm. So we got really lucky with that. And I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. And then he went to Edmonton for five years and then it was halfway through there that I ended up um, uh, moving in. So I moved in and then a couple months later I was like, eh, I don't know about this. And then I'm like, I'm not going to stick around here. just as a girlfriend. Like I grew up differently. I want to get married. I want kids. And then sure enough, he proposed like Aww. that night that I was thinking, what am I doing here? So that night, so that random. night he proposed that night, <gasps> yeah, like with the ring and everything, or like, just threw it out there, like as a life raft. No, for he was, he, <laughs> no, I, like we actually, we got an argument and I was like, you know, I don't even know why I'm here. And this is stupid. Like it's already been two months. I thought that I was going to come out here. And like, we were at that stage where he's like, well, you know, I just got back from LA. Right. I'm like, yeah. So, and he's like, well, you know, Rachel's jewelers there and at the time one of his former uh, teammates was Jarrett Stoll who was dating Rachel Hunter and her jeweler was in LA so he actually brought the ring from LA and had it in the condo and I didn't know when I was thinking in my head <laughs> you're picking a fight with him yeah. you're like packing your bags <laughs> yeah and we literally played hot and cold that stupid game or you're cold like we played that pretty much our whole relationship and it was a stupid game and that we ended up doing hot and cold in the condo and he proposed on one knee in the corner saying really cute things. Uh, that's so cute. Yeah, was he was planning really to do it that night or did you force it? I don't out of think him? so. I no, I think I I think it was just I think it was supposed to be like next night, but I actually ran around the island and I was like, don't do it, don't do it, just do what you had planned. Just, just do it tomorrow. I don't want to see the ring. Don't do it, don't do it. And he chased me around the island like like two twelve year olds. And like to make me stop running, he actually said, Babe, 
it's just you and me. It's always been you and me. It's going to be you and me. Look at us right now. It's just you and me. I'm like, oh. And I stopped running because he got serious. Like, I, it was a big joke. I know. Oh, I just got goosebumps that, yeah. and watery eyes. You're like, he's not kidding. Yeah, and I won't even, I won't get into the mushy stuff, but it was pretty cute. I like the mushy Like I said, stuff. he looks tough, but he's not tough. He's mushy. Oh, I love that. Oh, Raph. Good one. <laughs> Good move, Rafi. Yeah. Do you remember um, the first NHL game that you went to of his? Um, I don't even remember the very first game. I just remember it's like so weird. They say that like that the guys get concussions and they have no memory and like mine's gone. Like I just feel like <laughs> I was playing and I lost my memory. But I just remember being there and because like, I had gone to so many like um AHL games and so many of the Bulldogs and like all that stuff beforehand and I just remember I remember the feeling though. Yeah, like, that's that, more what that I want. Like was there. Yeah, it was. I just remember that feeling, thinking, I don't know how I have the right to be so proud of him when he's not my son. He's not, you know, like we were just dating, but like the pride and the feeling was so overwhelming. And I never knew that feeling until I had my kids and then seeing them perform, you know, like you said earlier, my daughter's a cheerleader, my son plays hockey and soccer. And that feeling that you have is like, that's when you know you, you do truly love someone when that feeling is just so overwhelming. Totally. Like yeah. I felt more pride that day than I think I felt even at our wedding. Yeah, I, I feel like that I've had that with Ray too, where his moments, I am just like bursting for him. And it's, it is a really yeah. cool feeling. And obviously yeah. something that if you don't love someone with all your heart, I don't, I don't know if it's there. I mean, I'm super proud yeah. of my friends, but you're right. That feel, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, that, that I'm not alone in that regard. No, and like now when he scored, like when he was playing, I'm like, yeah, I want some credit. That's right. I'm getting you, you fed at night. Okay. But at the time I was like, wow, like this is unbelievable. It's overwhelming, you know? so. hey? Like at first, like I remember like Jason, like going to watch some of Jason's first games and I'm like, this is so cool. Like when they skate out, like on the ice to start the game and stuff, it's just such an overwhelming like sense of pride, like you said. And it's just like. Yeah. It's like we watch, we watch any sport. Right. And we're like, wow, like you know, anyone knows this going somewhere live. Like we went to the Raptors game last week and like, it was unbelievable. And I know, I know two people's names only cause it's on every news channel. Like, yeah. but, but it's like to know the person on that ice and to feel that feeling, it's just, you, it's unexplainable. Right. Like everyone's like, I know Raffi, I know. And they all just like friends and this and that and all the supports there. But to really be going home with that person on that ice. And you guys know that feeling is just it's right. Different, to know right? what they yeah. go through day to day is, is different. Like we can't explain that to anybody. Like, you know, even when Jason's friends will try to talk to him about hockey and stuff and you know how it is. And he's like, no, you guys just don't get it. Like you, you don't get that level. And you know, like you can't, you can't explain it. They have to live it and no. see it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a little different. And they're like, oh, wow, great game. So cool. So tough. This guy's broken. He's barely making it to the thing, but then he's on that ice and it's like, you know, there's a switch. Like, and then he comes home to us and I'm like, this guy's crippled. What's yeah. going to yeah. do for the next 50 years? Yeah. Like, so, how do you do that? So my, my question too, I guess, is I want to kind of know your feelings. Like, do you remember when, like, did you feel any pressure as a young girlfriend coming, going to the NHL games or um, like, were you welcomed by the girls? How did that go? Anything, and if you don't remember, maybe that's good too. I don't know. No. Oh, good. It's fresh. No, I can. Oh, which team are we going to start with? I got this. Okay. So we <laughs> first started team. in the Islanders. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first game I remember going to the first, first game was Islanders. And I remember, um, going in there and feeling like I had his parents with me. It was his first game. You know, we were all super excited, but I just remember like, 
like holding back. I remember like, no, no, you guys go to his parents. You know, his parents are just like running around. His mom's like me, loves to talk. She's like running in the room. The dad's kind of quiet, but they're so proud. And you see it's like glowing off them. And I remember someone took them in and like the PR person or whoever brought them in. And I just like sat back in the, the room and I like looked around and I was so intimidated. I was like, whoa, who are these people? Who are these crazy rich ladies walking around this room? High heels, you know, like Gucci Bay. I'm like, what's going on here? Like I was so overwhelmed. But I remember just sitting back and like observing mm-hmm. and I never, because he was up and down, he only had played, I think like 10 games or so. So he was up and down. I didn't want to get in there and like, feel like the, you know, the outsider. I hate feeling like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so, so shy, but yet people are like, wow, you're just like, you're not shy at all. Like you're so talkative. You're so social. I'm like, what? Really? I'm dying inside. Like okay, the first so time I meet people. Did right. someone come up to you and it, like introduce themselves so, or did that not happen? Cause it's so a little no, difficult so sometimes no. I have to say. Like even yeah, so when you're really on the team, you don't there. really know who's new or who's a sister or not that right. it matters, but you're yeah. never yeah. sure. I, do I, I introduce myself? Don't I? Well, that's why. So like, I didn't really, like, I didn't know, like AHL different, like they're all pretty young and you kind of know it's a lot easier, more social, you know, but then when I went there, I was like, okay, there's like parents. There's, I, I didn't know who was who. So I kind of sat back. And then the next time I went, Mike Pekka's wife, she actually came up to me and was like, hi, how are you? And I was like, Hey, how are you? And she was great. You know, she introduced herself. She was really sweet to me. But again, I was like, okay, I knew that this wasn't like a for sure thing. He was just going up and down. I was like, eh, you know, I didn't want to pry too much. Or she's like, oh, call me if you need anything. And she was very sweet to me. Mm-hmm. But then he got traded to Edmonton. And I, it's the same thing. You know, everyone's like, oh, the guys have to meet everybody. And oh, poor guys. They got to run around the room naked and blah, 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 blah. And shower. <laughs> he said, yeah, it sucks. 26 you instant walk into friends. A woman, yeah, you walk into a room with like 20 women. It ain't no naked shower. Everyone's like, hey, what's up, buddy? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, everyone's looking you up and down. You got the nice seat. But it's intimidating. But then I went into Edmonton and I remember like I got like a couple looks off a couple girls. Raph told me how great the team was and this and that. And so the first two weeks I wasn't there. And then I, when I came out, I got like looks from people and I was like, what's going on? And now, I mean, we laugh about it now, but I was like, I got dirty looks from everybody. Like there's this young girl, no kids, you know, like I, I just walk in there, I'm like, ooh, I felt awful. And then all of a sudden, Ethan Morrow's wife, Ornella, walks up to me. She grabs me. She gives me a huge hug. And she's like, are you Jenna? She's like, I'm Ornella. I'm Ethan Morrow's wife. Raffi talked all about you. Give me this huge hug. <laughs> grabs me the yearbook. Starts writing people's names on the people's faces. Awesome. Like writing Ornella across Ethan's face. <laughs> and then writing She's Cindy like, make this connection. Like, yeah, she's like, don't worry, you'll be fine. And she like literally like went around and introduced me to people. And that feeling I carried with me the rest of Raph's career. I was like, the second people walked in, I was like, hi, I'm Jenna Torres. Nice yeah. to meet you. I got up, went out of my way to greet them and bring them towards everybody. Right, which is know? one of the things I so, always loved about you, Jenna, is that you're so inclusive. And I think that goes a long way. Like people always remember how you make them feel. Exactly. And, um, I think that you always did a really good job. I always hope that I know. Any, you know I hope there's like, just at least one girl on every team like that. It, all it takes is one. That's, yeah. Whoever the new one is, it's just it is uncomfortable. You're you're brand new, and I never feel like it should be the new girl's job to walk around the room and introduce herself. Right. And yet, no, you just. I be. love that you had someone early enough in your career um, that did that to you, and and then you knew exactly how to do how to do it moving forward because you knew how it felt. I love that. Yeah, and you know what? And honestly, like again, go to all these different places. And unfortunately with the fortunately part, we did a lot of bouncing. Ross is traded. I can't even, I don't even know how many times, like it's ridiculous. Right. And you guys know it. you get traded, it's like quick, they leave that night and then, you know, pour them. It's a meatball, but it's hard for us too. But mm-hmm. 
it's nice to have that family to know that there's that room. Again, it's just that intimidating first time and you get someone who brings you in and it just changes it for you. Right. Like yeah. when she grabbed me, I was like, Oh, my heart just was like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then same thing, you know, got treated to, to Scott, to Scottsdale. No, I got there. Jenna, this, and you the always, no, call me, right? I was the first person to call you, but Jenny, you always do this. You didn't get traded. You signed there. You always do that. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> he was a free agent. He signed, yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I remember picking you up, and yeah, we went to dinner with a bunch of the girls so that you could like meet everyone like kind of ahead of, ahead of time, and um, yeah, just like things like that that go a long way because trades are hard. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like Kodak, you do the same thing. You brought me in there, made me feel comfortable. You brought me to the game. I don't know which door to go. I don't know which exit. I've got two kids, like, I'm, or pregnant with a kid. I'm like, oh, where do I go? What, like, I don't even know what direction I'm in. You actually just, it's people just reaching out makes such a huge right. difference. And you're right, to show, and then, especially which, around the rink, like to show each other around the rink because that's yeah. confusing. And you're like, which door is it? Like, what room? Yeah. And often and the I first feel- thing I hear is Bridget. Oh, yeah. I've got a box. Come on in, everybody. I'm like, wow. This is so cool. Giddy up. That's not an option in Edmonton. Like, those things are sold out. Do it. You know what? I feel like Ray got. Um, better too as as we were more veteran players later we sorry i i say that all the time it It pisses people off but i say we i know i wasn't on the ice but we lived there and we lived it together so we lived it yeah anyways let's just slide by there an athlete's wife or girlfriend and it's a we it is anyone outside it's a they they know nothing about what it really took yeah but ray was he got really great at saying listen so and so just got called up today his girlfriend's going to be there today at the game um keep an eye out for her and i appreciated that so much later it didn't happen earlier, but it definitely happened later. And I loved it because then I knew to watch for people. And then I knew that, and not that I wasn't, because typically if there was someone in the room, because I remembered how it felt to be that new kid, um, I would go introduce myself. And sometimes it's his sister or a cousin or a friend from home, but whatever. You just kind of have to do it. And it makes yeah. that person feel so much more welcome. Yeah. It's intimidating. Like it's, yeah. Like and you have to, you have to, you got, you have to step up. Someone has to step up and do it. You know, and I, I don't yeah, know, I, and I actually, I don't know if any guys or players are ever listening, please let your girls know it is so helpful and it makes the, everyone feel so much more comfortable. So if you know that someone's been traded or their girl or wife is going to be there for the first time, tell your wife or girlfriend, like pass it along. And I don't know, it just like, it relieves a, some anxiety definitely that lingers there. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And so when the guys are in the locker room, be like, Oh, I got to see my new girl. Like, yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about how hot she is, tell that person's <laughs> wife or girlfriend to help them. <laughs> oh, dear. But it is like, cause I mean, it is so hard. Like the trades and everything, like it is tough. And well, Jason used to always laugh. Cause he's like, so I got traded. You get a gift. You get dinners. Goodbye. Everyone's taking you out. He's like, what? Like, how does you get a kick it, and he gets a kick in the ass. Exactly. Here's your gear. <laughs> this is why you're out of here. <laughs> Give us your credentials and your wife gets a necklace. Like, you're welcome. We support you. You're welcome. This Jason's is a like, gift for putting up with you in this town. Exactly. Jason's like, this is bullshit. Okay. So like a little bit, we're going to dive a little bit into some, some fun stuff. So what do you do that drives Rafi crazy? Like his pet peeves about you? Oh my God. We fight those like daily. Okay. So Raph will say I'm leaving at 9.15. And I'll say, okay, I heard you. It's 9.15. And he's like, Jenna, where are you? He's at the door, literally at the door. He's like, I'm leaving. It's 9.15. I'm like, okay, I said one more minute. I'm never, I'm never early. 
I'm never late. He's very early. So because he's so early, like Codette, yes. yeah. so early the, the situation. Time, and yeah. I'm, I'm on time. Bridget's really late. I'm, I'm always, always late. So I'm the perfect mix of you two. I'm like <laughs> in the middle. I'm on time. But Rafi is just like you, Codette, or it's like an hour early or you're late. You know, so yeah, remember this, his biggest the, pet peeve is I'm never ready at that time, but I'm never late. It's just... I'm late for you his, and me, like we're yeah. leaving at 9.15. You guys are the opposite of me and Jason, oh. but I remember that one time um, <laughs> when Raph, you guys were at our house and your car was in the driveway and Raph was like so anxious and like going crazy about leaving on time. And then he locked the keys in the car. Do you remember that? Oh my. And you're like, this is <laughs> what happens. Like, maybe, when you're spazzing out to leave. Yeah, he's like, he just like, he, he blacks out. Cause he's like, so spazzy about leaving on time that he forgets where the keys are. And then he's like, locked them in the car. And now he's an hour late. Like yeah. me, he shows up just before me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm yeah. Like, oh, I, I call it karma, but I don't know what you guys call it. But, yeah, I just call it karma. So that, yeah, so that you're not on his time. So that's definitely his biggest one. I remember that one. Biggest peppy. Like if we, if you ask him right now, he'll probably not even, he'll just spit it out instantly. It's like, yeah, she's always late. Yeah. But I'm never late. I'm always on no, time. I Wherever I gotta be, it's just, I'm and, late for his, and that's what Jen, in the garage time. Yeah. Jen and I would always carpool and we would pick up, um, you know, oh, the girls, we'd pick up, we'd, yeah, we'd pick up <laughs> girls along the way that like don't have kids and somehow Jenna and I could get ready with kids and be completely on time. And we're waiting for the girls without kids. Like, we're like, what are you doing all day? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and we're not just wearing like our Uggs and our sweatshirts. Like we are like decked out head to toe, playing the hockey wife, makeup hair. And <laughs> these guys with no children aren't ready. <laughs> So, you yeah. guys never picked me up because I never would have no, been ready. No, we did not. No, no, we, we I maybe I maybe <laughs> got the anthem once or twice, and only if like Kid Rock was going to sing it. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, no. Um, I think I learned that you were late probably like the first time having dinner with you and Ray. It was like uh, one of the very first things that came up. Was I so shitty? Was yeah, I, I was super like, late? Oh. You know what Ray does though? He waits know. for me. You were really late, and then he just told us all about how you're late to everything, and then like <sighs> it was just like from that day on. You relate to everything after that. So that's my, yeah. every year it's my new year's <laughs> resolution every year. One drink more water and two be on time. And it lasts for a little while and then it dwindles. <laughs> and it, when I'm, and Ray's like, when you're on time, you're actually late. Like he tells me this all the time. So, yeah, you know, if you I'm supposed to be somewhere at 10, I'll be there at 10 sometimes. Or I'm, <laughs> like if yeah. I'm, and to me, that's like early. <laughs> totally. It sucks. I suck. I know it's a really shitty flaw, but. Sorry. <laughs> I'll try right. to change right. it one day. Never. I'll change it one day. So do you have any embarrassing um, moments, maybe like a hockey related one? <sighs> embarrassing moments, hockey related. I don't know if you get embarrassed. Okay, yeah. Easily, I, got a, I got a really good one. I shouldn't even say it because it's so fucking frigging embarrassing. <laughs> um, so I can't wait. I wish I had a bag no, of it's not that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I can't like completely embarrass myself. There's probably been worse, but... <laughs> Um, we were in Edmonton and I remember it was the first, it was our first Halloween party and I like didn't know what to expect because they all looked like they were like, like I said, like, or was like great. And everyone else looks like, hey, I don't know who these people are, but he said, oh yeah, all the girls out here, uh, they dress really, uh, slutty and they dress like really good for Halloween. They get really into the costumes. You got to get like real costumes. I'm like, Ooh, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And he's like, uh, just, and it was like, Britney Spears was like, so cool then. He's like, guy, oh, yeah, yeah, I dress like Britney Spears. I'm like. Just get your high school kilt and uh, put a little shirt on. So I walk into this party looking like such a tramp, right? 
So I walk in and like, I don't know anybody. So we're like pre-drinking and we're just drinking. And like by the end of the night, I like walk over and I face plant, like no. just completely face plant in front of like, I don't know, like four or five hockey players just staring at me. Completely face plant. Like I'm not talking like slip. Like I mean, I face planted skirts up, like face plant. I stand up. I don't even know where I am. I feel like I just got knocked out. And I like smile through it and then I like stumble over and everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally fine. It didn't even hurt. Everything's fine. I'm like, eh. yeah, no, like That's- flat out like movie scene place. But. I have a wipe. My, my most embarrassing hockey moment is actually also a wipeout story. I was, uh, we were in, we were in uh, Florida at the time and it was a Super Bowl party. We were, so the party was inside and outside players are playing their players and girls are mingling all around. And I um, was outside and I had my camera. So I'm taking pictures of everyone. And of course there's like hot players. There's always hot players. So some make you sweat a little bit <laughs> and I'm like taking, I'm taking a picture and I, Float. I, I'm out there trying to casually. I take a picture of Brett Hedekin, who happens to be a friend, but yeah, Brett, you're hot. So I take the picture of him and I turn around and walk right into the window oh, because gosh. I thought it was a screen door that was open, <laughs> smash my face against oh, my the window, and I hit the ground because I had just read some article maybe the day before that was like, if you're going to embarrass yourself or fall, fall big. So I just threw myself to the ground Jesus. and laid out. And everyone was like, oh my God, is she okay? The guys in, in the house were standing at the window and like jumped up and looked at me. There was a smear mark on the window and I literally laid there. I was dying laughing, but I was so embarrassed that I was also crying. I just remember there. Anyhow, I was, I was ready to die. And so whenever I look at that one photo, because I still have it, I'm like, that's seconds before I turned around and walked into the window H-shit. and aged I know. And I then I cried. Like, oh, rip it up. I don't want to see that photo ever. Uh, I want to see <laughs> so it. So wait, and most importantly though, where was Ray when you did that? Did he see? Because Raph didn't see me face plant. But did I don't know. I actually don't even know. I just know that Brett Hedekin <laughs> was on the couch and that Paul Laws was inside because then when I went inside and I saw Paul, he was like, what the fuck Nice one. <laughs> yeah, and I was laughing so hard oh that I God. cried. He was like, are you okay? They all thought inside that I literally knocked myself out because I just sprayed myself everywhere afterwards yard sale yeah anyways the photo was worth it (laughs) he got you got the picture yeah yeah uh so do you have do you have a favorite city or a favorite team you've been on and they don't have to be the same one favorite city favorite team okay so favorite city hands down well see it's 50 50 actually well it can be different okay so favorite city that you've lived in okay Mm -hmm. Um, second would be Vancouver. And then when it comes to the team, like the connection and the girls, it's hard because like, we've kind of, we had a really good fun group. Like we had a fun group, like really fun. Everyone was going out Edmonton. We didn't have kids back then. So it was fun. But the most connection I think would be Scottsdale just because we all had kids. It was more family type. Um, but like fun, like craziness, I feel like I'd we say did, Vancouver yeah. and Edmonton. I feel like but that, like those like years overall, here, Scottsdale. Yeah. yeah. Cause I feel like those years, like we did so much together, like literally like everything, like, you know, yeah, like, like all we were holidays, all connected like, and yeah. everyone lived in, I think the, the nice and the simple, the easy part here is that everyone kind of lives in the same area where often it happens in different cities where people are spread out. And I don't know what your situation was in Vancouver or Edmonton, but here yeah. it's pretty close. Everyone lives within a five mile radius yeah, of each other. But we were other. just so close as like a family and like, mm-hmm. you know, even Jenna, like just like spending like Christmas together. Right. Like you, 
we did yeah. so much together and like um you know that's one of the things i kind of wanted to point it out point out today too is like chatting with you guys is that you guys are so social and you know jason's such an introvert but rafi would just like show up at the door and be like jason we're going to the golf store you know like you guys were always just like let's hang out like let's <laughs> jason, make the most of it jason we're going to work out <laughs> jason's like damn it <laughs> but you guys were just like you guys are so social and you guys make the most of your situation so that's why i think you have so many favorites is because you do yeah it's hard so much. Yeah. yeah i mean like there i think was I think it was hard because we had completed our family. We had Ty and, you know, you guys had young kids and like put out, like we were two seconds from each other. And like you said, Bridge, we were all in the same area. Mm -hmm. So there was always get togethers. Everyone was together. The weather made life so easy because we had all been in different cities, you know, like, or it was cold and hard. And because we were so close, it was so warm. It was so beautiful. And everyone kind of got along. We were all in the same situations. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't like the party drunk type city it was more of like the fun family let's have some drinks like let loose when we needed to yeah yeah the Halloween was, party yeah. there oh, yeah. but I, I still don't know what you were like that giant cat I still don't get Jerry, it but the no trash cougar it was like a 30 second clip off family guy no one the, actually the only two people who knew what I was was Ray and Keith Yandel they were like oh yeah Gary the no trash cougar like Jason's like this is so stupid no one's gonna know who you are I'm like well the point is that no one else is going to be Gary the no trash cougar <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I didn't no, know who you were, but I loved how excited you were about it. I, I still have it. Like I still wear that. Oh let's talk God. about that Halloween party for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's do oh, it. Let's talk about it. Is that the is that the one where? Go ahead, Jenna. I mean, I know because of Twitter. That was kind of the first for me. Um, Twitter okay. exposure that blew up. That just just seemed. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it, but go ahead, Jenna. <laughs> what, what did you new. guys dress yeah. up as? Um, so my husband who had the best idea, we love Halloween. Like we go full out, I'm obviously. Um, but uh, he decided that he wanted to be Jay-Z. And so, you know, we want to as a couple. We usually try to. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess that leaves me as Beyonce or another rapper. And I know nobody. So I was like, okay, Beyonce is pretty easy. I could do that. Love her. So he was a huge fan of Jay-Z. Absolutely adores him. Loves his music. Pumps it all the time. Like he thinks he's like gangster rap, whatever, everywhere he goes. And we thought we were great. We got this lady to come in, airbrush us, like head to toe, not just like the whole face thing. We did like arms, body, chest. She just found out she was pregnant. So I dressed up as Beyonce. He dressed up as Jay-Z. I thought we looked amazing. I thought you did to go too. to this Halloween party. Like I thought we were like legit, right? To go to this Halloween party, and all of a sudden, Paul Bizanet decides. I don't even have Twitter, but he decides um, he wants to take a photo of us, and he's like, "Hey, this is great. Love the costume. Thought it looks good. Takes the photo." And then he, and he took photos like, hey, of man. all, he took a lot of photos that night because he also tweeted our photo, which I'm grateful for because I didn't have That's a photo awesome of us picture. that night. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> and we were green, we were green army guys, but yeah, again, that was the first time that anything had been thrown out there. Yeah. Okay. It was like so, a big, yeah. It mm-hmm. was just, I guess, I don't know. People weren't used to seeing like what it's like behind the scenes of hockey players when they go yeah. out, but I guess not everyone thought it was appropriate. So we thought it was great. He throws out this tweet. And he's like, do you guys mind if I posted it? And Raph's like, yeah. I didn't know at the time, but Raph's like, yeah, no problem. 
So I just like took a photo of us, big deal. So we take a bunch of photos, we're dancing, Colette's wiggling in that giant costume. All I remember is we're Sweaty. all drunk, we're all like Raph, <laughs> Raph's barfing in the bushes, like he's telling isn't he telling you, Bridge? Like, oh my ah, god, let's do a shot. Yes. We're all drinking. Because I was like, I don't do shots anymore, I'm too old for that. And I'm at the bar standing next to Raph and he's like, Come on, I heard you were fun. And I was like, Oh shit. I have I to know. Up to this. So and then I didn't want to let Raffy mm-hmm. down and I wanted to be the cool <laughs> Girl, wife. The photo booth that oh we, my we just, yeah, we abused the photo booth. I know that Kristen <laughs> oh Yandel couldn't share the, the pictures. Photo. She has a disc of the pictures that oh she cannot gosh. share because oh. they were. It was a really bad. fun night. I remember doing party rock anthem dance with um, Adrian O'Coin. Right. It was a good dance one. <laughs> so, so Paul goes and tweets the picture and then the next morning you woke up and... Yeah, and he, it's a heartless photo. Like he, I don't even think he put anything. I think he just put like Raffi Torres, Jay, and and I think he put my name and put like Jay Z, Beyonce. Like it was just a cute. That's it. No weird stuff. It's just a great photo. All of a sudden, like we wake up, like Raff and I are just done. Like our heads are spinning. We're just like, oh my god, where are we? And like our phones are like, I'm like, what is going on? Like this is insane. The East Coast is waking up. Oh my god, it was like insane. It was like it started at like five or six in the morning. It didn't stop, and I was like, what is going on? I'm like. Holy shit, Raph. He's like, what? I'm like, check your phone. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He like got up like the bed was on fire. He's like, oh my God, what's wrong? I'm like, check your phone. Check your phone. He's like, why? I'm like, we're in so much trouble. And he's like, what? I'm like, oh my God, look at the phone. Look at the phone. <laughs> like we had calls from like agent? any and everyone, agents. We had like, I don't need the black American society messaging <laughs> us and leaving these messages saying that like, it was insane. Like it was actually crazy. It was harmless. And again, he was nothing but a fan. And they were like, they were just turning into this big racial thing. Meanwhile, they're saying like, oh, Rafi Torres and Gianna Torres. And when I say Jenna, because it's all funny, but Jenna Torres. And they were just saying all these things. And it was like on the radio, on TV. Like it was crazy. I, like, I don't even know how it was that big of a deal. But then I realized why when they explained mm, that right. blackface meant all that. We didn't know all that. But again, it wasn't like we painted the face and didn't do the necks and arms and truly admire these people you yeah, know like yeah. that's the you thing were, you yeah. really love these people it wasn't to be you were trying to you embrace know, all of we were embracing people that we were fans of period yeah. yeah so anyways we get this like we get these messages and we end up talking to this agent and let me let me explain paul bizonet is actually half african-american so he isn't racist for tweeting it and our agent and they were saying that we're racist because uh like whatever okay well for we're racist but yet we have doctors, our agents, um, our financial advisor at the time, they were all African-American. Like, so can you explain how we would have the most right. trusted things? On top yeah. of that, our babysitter, our babysitter was also the same. So can you imagine, they're telling us racist, but our most precious things, our money, our children, like is being taken care of by like people who are African-American. So it was really stupid. It was actually really, we found it more, I shouldn't say that, but comical than you know, bad because it's like, you're talking to the wrong people about being raped. My husband's Mexican. He's been ripped apart being told he's going to sell tacos his entire career. We know what it's like to feel like, you know, on the other side of it, being like having, yeah. on the other side of it. And he's the last person that you can call, right? Like, we had, like, that's the last thing on our mind. So it was an, it was an innocent, honest tweet that he's like, Paul just posted trying to be funny, posting right. all of us. And then of course it just blew up. Well, he was, yeah, Paul, I didn't even think trying he was be, trying to be funny. Yeah, he, was he was just, just saying, hey, look at, here's our, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was just trying to like, he yeah. had found his niche of like being interactive, inter- interactive with fans. And then it just blew up in the wrong way. But yeah. you guys are yeah. like, n- you guys have been, you know, in the center of controversy before. And, um, you know, how do you guys like, how do you guys deal with it? Like, I mean, with Raph's suspensions and, 
you know, he's always just getting blasted and everyone's got an opinion. Like, how do you guys handle that? Honestly, it, it goes right back to the whole, the day he proposed, it's always going to be you and I. And those are the moments where you realize that's what it comes down to. It's, it's who keeps you grounded. It's who your, who's your support system. And honestly, as much as I want to choke him daily, <laughs> him and I, are, we've been best friends for, I've been with him for 19, I've known him for 25 years. Like we've been together for 19 years yeah. and not like, don't get me wrong. I, I do want to kill him all the time. But at the end of the day, like as long as you have someone that, you, that, that can actually hear you, support you and know who you are, you don't have to answer to people. You know, yeah. they're telling him, oh, you're suspended. Biggest suspension in history. It's not, you know what? He's doing what he did for 15, 20 years. That's all he's done. That's, that's how he's hit. The game changed. We understand it's a natural way, the way he was hitting. And it, it wasn't on purpose to hurt someone, but because it was the same hit done, mm-hmm. they say you have to learn to switch that. Even mm-hmm. though he didn't take a, a stick and flash them across the face, he didn't, you know, cut someone, step on them with their skate. He, he's never done anything from behind. He's never hit someone from behind flat into the boards. But because it's the same repetitive hit where, you know, it's shoulder and head, it's, it was just something that had to change, right? And so he, he gets that, he understands that, but it's a lot easier to sit there and analyze it sitting in a desk and sitting in a chair in slow motion right. than it is to be out there playing a game that you truly love and been doing for 20 years. You can't yeah. just change it o- overnight, right? Yeah, it takes so, time. And I mean, now Ray's in that chair. So that's like crazy but at least too. He has experience, well, right, so there's right, people who are in the chair who don't. Yeah. yeah, I know, and they just. Yeah, I mean, it's the people. It, it's the people who haven't played. It's the people. Right. But again, I mean, the game's completely changed. So most of that, those hits, they don't. You don't see them very often now. The people that have been playing, it's the old school hockey. Most of those players are now like retiring, and like they're not in there. And the way that you're bringing brought up now is yeah. to not do those hits. Period. Right? But, you know, it was so, fun though. Like even with like the fan base here, where you know. Uh, we like we would always say like we we play like 82 away games a year because you know it's a lot of like the other team's fans but um it was pretty cool during that kind of time like when he was suspended and everyone here had like um you know made the free raffi and everyone has like cardboard cutouts of his head and i was like oh that's cool like we do have a really strong fan base here like because we didn't always get to see it and that was that was kind of funny how many games was it jenna oh my god for, like uh, 40, uh, you know, oh, shoot. is it 40, like 41, 40 plus it's around there, right? 42. I think it was half the year. Let's see. It was half our page. So yeah, it was half the year. <laughs> that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. That is, oh, that's yeah, tricky. tickled. <laughs> well, that's and, tickled. no, it was really, I think it was, I think it was 40. It was, well, it was, it was literally the highest. And I think because you they just wanted to make an example of it. They wanted to be like, right. this isn't okay. We want to stop it. There's a million other it, worse like, things that were it. being done. Well, but and they're doing like, it for the pl- let's do it. safety of the game. The you know, players. Which, yeah. I mean, guess what? Yeah. I don't even want to, you know, I don't I, even want to talk. I almost don't even want to talk about it because totally, I don't yeah. know enough either way. Like, I get, you want the guys to be safe. I get that. But I also I also get the uh, the nature of the game. Yeah. You know, I understand yeah, both 100%. of it. I understand both of it. Well, both you sides. know, Jen, I think yeah. that maybe you and Raph um, do lack um, lack a little bit of um, awareness in keeping people safe because, um, I was telling bridge that you made me get out of your car, um, to take pictures of Havelinas <laughs> <laughs> as they're all coming towards me, like, just get the picture. And I was like, Jesus, like, <laughs> so I for anyone that doesn't, doesn't know what a Havelina <laughs> is, it, it, it's this beastly looking rodent in Arizona that it, it looks like a pig, but it's not a pig. It's literally a rodent, but it looks like a big, hairy, um, and they're aggressive boar. They used to eat our, remember when we got our, yeah, remember when we got our food delivered and they'd like 
we'd wake up in the morning and the cooler is just torn apart and they'd eaten like our breakfast. They eat the junk. Yeah. But there's Jenna just like shoving me out of her car being like, grab some pictures. Like, oh, get out, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> well, I'd never seen a giant, like, first of all, they call it a rodent, right. which yeah. makes no sense because the rodent's like a rat and they're like yeah. little. But this thing was like a giant, huge they're, pig. And I'm like, what is that thing? Yeah. Like, that's not normal. They are big and scary. So I'm like, and they, get back home. There's something like, a little bit endearing about scared. them too. Because yeah. they protect their baby. I mean, every animal does. They protect their babies. But I've watched them like I really stay close to their little babies and make sure they're... I just don't uh, know if there's anything endearing about those little dirt bags. But. <laughs> I know. They're they're not cute. But they did have babies. And that's why I was like, quit it. Take a See? picture. Like, get the whole family. Like, I was trying to get make her go family. out the door. I'm like, hang her out the window. Like, get out. Just get out and take the photo. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm not very smart. But <laughs> so, um, Jenna, like one of the things that I like to point out about you is that you're one of the most loyal people that I know. Um, you're always up for anything you're always there for your friends like you always say it as it is um you always you always stand up for people um and that's like one of the things that I think that um draws a lot of people to you um and you know for bridge like that's you know for you to come back like year after year to the retreat like why why is the retreat important to you you know what I think um well thank you that's very sweet um, I love that, but you I come. do take pride in being loyal to people. I just, I don't know. It's just something about, like I said, it, it could be, it's like little things, right? Like sticking up for people when, you know, they, they don't stick up for themselves or just, it's a good and a bad thing, obviously. Cause you know me, like I'm blonde. I say things I, you know, but, but I say what people are thinking, which mm-hmm. again, it's always it. good and bad because not everybody wants to know what you're thinking, but that's true. But then you don't carry, you don't carry, it, right? you don't carry the shit around with you. Then it's out there, you know, no, no one's I don't. Guessing, and, and then, then you, move you move on. I don't know. You I just love right genuine away. people. Right. So I just, I feel like the more genuine people are, the more you get to know them, the faster you get over the issues and the faster you move on. Right. So I just feel like you put on the table, it's there, just deal with it and get over it. Yeah. But I love the retreat. I, the first year I was like, Oh, I don't know if I should go. Like, I, I don't know. Is Bridget want me there? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was, I didn't really know so much about it the very first time I went. And I think the very first year you did it, Rafi had had surgery, so I couldn't make it or something. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the second year, Kodat and I were texting and I heard about this and I was like, okay, like, I don't know what this is. Should we go? Like, I'm not really sure. And I was, I left there like feeling completely different because, you know, the focus is on the guys, the focus is on, they retired, they finished. And you know, you go there and it's about, you know what, the support system, the girl, you can't relate the way you can relate to a hockey girl. Exactly. Like the way I can talk to you guys in a room, I can talk to you. So like, it's, we all get it. We've all been there. We've all done that. Even my best friends, even when we're talking here and there, they'll never understand what it's like no. to be I in those situations. Like, but yeah. it's just, it's so casual. The chemistry is there. It's so easy. It and is it's easy. Just, you know, you go there, you feel good about yourself. You, you don't know, have to you justify anything that we do. Like no, that's the one thing with like the hockey life bond. Like it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not living with my husband this year. And everyone's like, okay. Like, yeah. you know, like it's like, we don't have justify why we're doing it. Like yeah, it's just, it's just, like, just part like, of our journey right now. What do you do? Yeah. Well, what do you do when you're on the road for a week? I'm like, you live life, you raise your kids, you continue, your day goes on. Like, what, what do you mean? What do you do? Like you, you keep going and but they don't know Like I get, people don't understand that because they never lived it. So you can't blame them for not getting it. It's just, they'll never understand it. Well, and I love through it. You don't get it. I love that you've come to the retreat and that is kind of the whole point because often, obviously we get to be friends because our guys are in, in the same line of work. Let's just call it work because no one ever does. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. we get to be really close. <laughs> we form really close bonds and we're friends and family, but often the focus is not on us. So I always, I kind of yeah. wanted, I wanted to create the retreat so that we could focus on 
what we need in our lives and what helps us to grow. So let's um, nurture our relationships with current and former players, coaches, management wives, and let's learn some skills and some tools to help us move forward and just enjoy our lives and better our lives and um, further enrich ourselves and grow and grow together. And like, I mean, even this last year we made some, um, you know, like a new group, um, you know, like I know how much fun did we have? Like, yeah, like we just had such a good time and like, you just can't, I don't know. You just can't get that. Like, of course you make like really good friends and have strong bonds, but like with this life, like we're all we have sometimes. And, um, you just, yeah, it's just like the retreat. So great just to meet new people and, you know, like, and some that you just didn't know were in the same city as you or whatever. It's nice. It's it. And it's meant to be a safe space to gather whether, and honestly, whether you're still married to that guy or not, there are, there were ex-wives that came the last couple of years. And that's been awesome too, because we're not focused on the guys. The reason we met was because of them, but the Mm -hmm. reason we remained friends was because of each other. Because so, of our bond. Yeah. Yeah. So I've and because always we know that. what it we know what it takes, right? Like yeah. and every time you've done it, every year you've done it, it's gotten better and better. And uh, it's been different every time. And every year has been amazing because you meet the new people and you get a different experience out of it. But at the end of the day you leave and you you know, you just leave your heart so full. You feel so happy. And it you and like you said, you do get tools to come back. It's like you come back and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna do this a little bit differently. You know, yeah. the symposium, there's a lot of speakers and mm-hmm. like this year, like I blew me out of the water, the speakers and having people speak. And uh, it was amazing. I thought, oh. I think it's great. I think it's a great place to reconnect, recharge your batteries and then come home. Oh. to. Thank to you for routine. so for being so supportive always and coming, even if it's at the last minute, I know it's difficult with a family, <laughs> but, um, I just, I love yeah, that you come and, and I, I and I love your feedback. That's <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like you you know, like you make the retreat for me. Like when you, this year, when you said you didn't think you could make it, I was like, Oh, like I can't not no, have I was you like, there. I got to work things out. I got to change things. I got to change. I don't even know how, I don't even know. And then I'm like, you know what? The second you say this is the date, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm yeah. looking at, I'm you're, you're like, I, make I'm it work. And that's what we love about thing. you. That's I'll yeah. try and get it out there a little that's, earlier. Yeah, that's part of your loyalty. So. I know. Bridge, you're so late. You know what I have to say, I've learned though, in the last few years, it kind of doesn't matter when you have a busy life and schedule, you kind of, you can, you either commit early or even it. if you do, you just yeah. kind of have to wait and see what way. everybody else is doing. But right. I so, appreciate yeah. anyone that comes. So Jenna, thank you so much for figuring out our schedule to come on with us and share some laughs. Um, I always look forward to seeing you and I can't wait till the next retreat. I just love you, Jenna awesome. and Rafi too. I'm always so grateful to have um, chanced been on the same team yeah, and we, uh, we been able to guys. call you friends. Well, Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm so honored that you got me on so soon. Yeah, so thank you. you. I love you guys. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you guys again. Hopefully it's before the retreat. I know. But if not. Yeah, we hope so. Sounds good. Smooch all your babies for us. Yeah. Okay, Chase. Okay, good Jenna. luck with the podcast, ladies. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye, Bye, Jenna. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.